Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello! <laughs> Welcome to Food for Thought, a podcast gap fest where in a multiracial mix of queer writers gather around the table to talk about sex, <gasps> identity, oh. culture, uh. what we like to read, <laughs> and who we like to read. Food for Thought. Roses are red, violets are blue. If you ghost on me, I'll fucking cut you. Oh, <laughs> you love being ghosted Ooh. on teeth. You actually do. Like, you there's nothing truly. you adore more than a man just disappearing. Disappearing. Just apparating. Yeah. Canceled plans. Because then, then I wouldn't have to do it myself. Once Correct. they get the hint, you know, I'm just like, all right, cool. I guess I laid it out the mm, way I should have. Like, yeah. your mm. wildest romantic fantasy is being the protagonist of the movie Taken, where, like, <laughs> all of your loved ones are taken, and you're like, yep, I'm good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it right. would be the shortest yeah. movie of all time. It's <laughs> five minutes. They all get taken, and Tommy's like, "Yeah, that that's great." Yeah, that's that's my not save us. Yeah, and I put now. my foot up on the on the footrest, and I'm just like, you spread my <laughs> arms like, out, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> this is how it was meant the, to be. The movie goes on like that for like an hour. <laughs> it's just you watching Netflix, you on your iPad Pro, yes. <laughs> you eating cuddling, cuddling his you iPad eating Pro, spicy Doritos, napping, the only thing napping. Big spoons. All right, you iPad don't eat spicy food that much anymore, Tommy. No, I don't. Right. I'm trying to keep it a little blander than that because the feeling of it going in is now the feeling of it coming out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't, I, whatever enzyme digested that, I've I've outgrown oh, it. So. Wow. I mean, that's why hot Cheetos, hot Cheetos was when I realized that because I love me some Hot Cheetos. Oh, and once I, once I like, BMing Hot Cheetos, I can't do no more. I can't do no more. Not to be that girl, but the Trader Joe's Hot Cheetos are really good. Like the Trader Joe's brand Hot Cheetos and the Trader Mm. Joe's brand Takis are also really good. Also the Scandinavian Swimmers, their version of the Swedish fish. I love the Scandinavian They're better than the Swedish fish. They are just (laughs) such, so plagiaristic and I live for it. Yeah, I'm here for it. Also Scandinavian Swimmers just makes me think of sucking off a Norwegian in a steam room. It makes you think of your own cummies, doesn't it? (laughs) Let's be honest. I got my own cummies in my tummy. Stop it. Okay, let's stop it. (laughs) Enough with the bullshit. (laughs) I am Tommy Teebs Pico, uh, indigenous American poet, screenwriter, and get someone who looks at you the way I look at my iPad Pro. (laughs) (laughs) It's not possible. Literally not possible. I'm Fran. I'm a writer and editor, and I catch flights, not feelings, okay? So don't you fucking forget it. Uh, I'm Joseph Osmondson, scientist, nonfiction writer, and I... I do poop seven times a day, but I still manage to be constantly full of shit. That is... (laughs) That was a really good drag, but still disgusting. Oh my god. I don't... Didn't know this was a thing, but you are too regular. Okay? Like, you are Normani... That goes beyond regular. It's frequent. Joe is frequent. You are Normani in the motivation video saying, ain't regular, that ain't regular. Okay? Like, that is not regular. It's not regular. Okay? You should be studied. There, true, and should see a doctor. Truly needs to be studied. Okay, a real disgusting. doctor. A real um, doctor. Not like you, <laughs> fake doctor. And quack. and on that note, <laughs> I am Dennis Norris the second, and I'm a reader and writer, a former figure skater, and I am actively waiting for Killmonger to king me. Oh, he's we, dead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> dead, this, dead. Hey, li- listen. Have you even I seen the movie? I'm all about that ghost sex. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> have you Have you seen the movie yet, Dennis? I I have seen it. Oh wow! I have seen it. Oh, I did see it. Surprise. My sis, my sisters, when they realized I hadn't seen it, sat me down over the holidays and were like, "Okay, you must 
why, like this ends now. <laughs> they had to do the same thing the year before with Get Out, where they were, and they were like, this ends now. Like wow. we're making sure you see these movies. Wow, Dennis, thank you so much for that um, year and a half late reference. <laughs> <laughs> I got our menu today. Um, today's episode is all about ghosting, and to start up, we talk about um, some gilfs or ghosts we'd like to fuck. <laughs> we discuss the subjectivity of dick size, what else? And we get uh, all up in your face. Is that not right, Tommy? That is correct. Uh-huh. Mm, take it take away. away. Buck, 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 buck. <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit peckish. I think it's time we start the top of the show the way any good top should with a little tease. Our uproarious appetizer segment, Amuse Boosh. And to amuse your booshes today, I'm going to play a ghostified version of Swipe Right, Swipe Left. Mm, so excited. Yes. So we are swiping right and left on famous ghosts. 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 Yes. Oh, Love that. Yeah, yeah. And Love y- that for If me. you don't know, now you know left is the bad, right is the good. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So our first ghost of the day is Casper, the friendly ghost. Um, Devin Sawa played him in the movie, oh, and wow. it was honestly um, formative for my gender identity because I wanted to be Christina Ricci in that movie so bad. Christina Ricci's so hot. But we're talking about oh, Casper, God. so... I remember when Ca- when Casper reaches, like, boy form. I remember watching that as a kid and having... A huge crush on him because um, he had he encaptured that like Jonathan Taylor Thomas look that was like so mm-hmm. like heartthrobby at that time. Middle mm-hmm. part, yeah, he's got the middle part. Yeah. He's got the blonde like Aryan kind of <laughs> 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 wow. neo Nazi wow. chic uh, <laughs> look. It was just sorry to be the dentist, the Hitler youth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, and ironically, I remember seeing that movie in the fourth grade. And I remember seeing when he reached boy form and thinking, oh, I'm supposed to, like, find him very attractive, but I don't find him attractive. I didn't find Christina Ricci attractive. I was like, why did they cast the most unattractive white people to be in this movie? Interesting. So it's a left from you. So it's a left from me. I prefer the animated ghost form over the real boy form. Oh, surprising <laughs> so no one. sorry. Says the man who said he would fuck Timon and Pumbaa. <laughs> <laughs> Hakuna Matata binges. Oh, God. Oh my God. <laughs> Next on our list is uh, Sam Wheat in the movie Ghost, as played by Patrick Swayze and Patrick Swayze's Ghost. So swipe oh. right on Patrick Swayze, swipe left on the fact that his name is Sam Wheat. Wheat. I, oh, s- swipe right. We all know I love a white man with a one syllable name. Oh, God. And if both your you first do. and last names are one syllable, mm, mm. I am ready to go. You are, you're kryptonite. I'm done and done. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I swipe right on it on him in the movie and left on his actual now dead ghost. Oh, oh. he didn't age that well, Patrick mm, Swayze. Mm, mm, mm. That's true. Next mm. up, we've got the titular character of Beetlejuice <laughs> in the movie Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. <laughs> I love saying titular, but also I think that movie is kind of like the ghost of claymation. I feel like that's one yeah, of the last yeah. times claymation true, was. True, true. I hated big. that movie, and I was also not allowed to watch it growing up. So I swipe <laughs> left. I swipe right because I feel like Beetlejuice is in some freaky fucking shit. It mm. would just be like he'd be all over the place. He'd be very vocal. Mm. He's like a vocal verse switch, and I love that. Oh. Just the hair. I feel like he's kind of dirty. Oh, my God. The love images it. you're putting in my brain <laughs> right now. Love it. He's disgusting. Swipe left. Mm. <laughs> uh, how about the doll Mufasa in The Lion King? Listen. Listen. Mufasa. <laughs> Listen. Swipe right. That is a daddy if there ever was one. <laughs> I am ready. I mean, a literal daddy. Take like James me, Earl Jones. Take me on Pride Rock, Daddy Mufasa. Ah, wow. Take me. Uh, my friend, friend has been completely <laughs> mouth agape, completely rendered speechless. Wow. I've never seen such a thing. Everything the light touches, mm. I will put my dick on. <laughs> Oh my god! I just arched uh, my back. Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine? I will fuck you on anything the light touches. <laughs> um, this is now my fantasy. Yes. We'll yes. put in the show notes. There have been some amazing, amazing erotic drawings of Scar and uh, Mufasa. There actually have been. They're just ones. like I mean, yeah. it's brother fucking, so it's a little weird, but mm. like also. Mm. But is it incest if you're gay? <laughs> is it incest and, if, it's, you're it's gay? if you're a lion? And if you're an animated lion? <laughs> <You're> an animated <laughs> lion. Thank you. 
thank you for asking the tough questions, <laughs> y'all. The questions uh, that matter here on Food for Thought. I know how we regularly talk about in the group chat how we want uh, The Rock to murder us in several mm-hmm. different ways. Not the next me. I don't one, like The Rock. Nobody asked you. The next one <laughs> is uh, a ghost who might actually murder you. Uh, Tate Langdon is played by Evan Peters in American Story, American Horror Story, Murder House. I swipe left on all things American Horror Story. However, I, I just like I'm not a fan of the show. I don't like it. I think it's gross. And um, I thought that Coven was like a particular triumph. Okay, fine. I'm waiting for the 80s one, 1984. Mm. I think that that one is going to be fun to watch, but still swipe left ahead of time. I do think that one's going to be fun to watch. I, I actually didn't love that season of American Horror Story either, but again, I will always swipe right on a white boy with a one-syllable first name and the Justin Bieber bang. It, is, it, is, it just takes me right back to all oh, of my Dennis. high school fantasies. Oh, Levitate. <laughs> Levitate. Levitate. Uh, the next is um, the the girl in the grudge who definitely needs like a blowout. Like She's so moist, I just want to take her to the salon. Oh, she's so wet. I know. Oh, she's my so, God. It's like... <sighs> I'm going to have to swipe left on that. Uh... <laughs> Just, you know, beyond me, I, I'm not sure quite why, but it's just not doing it for me. Gotcha. I, I had to Google, uh, but I'm liking what I, I don't do horror movies. I, they they fuck me up. Right. Uh, but yeah, she looks great. She looks like she's a real screamer. Oh, oh my god! My and I, I just, I'm just, I'm in this thing these days where I like fucking someone and they're like screaming, but not that loud. And I'm like, we, bitch, louder. Yeah. I, that actually makes sense. You you love to pe- fuck people who are, are haunted by their injustices. <laughs> I haunted by their traumas, uh, their past. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just a good haunting. I would swipe right on her. I feel like we could be like ghost- ghastly girlfriends. Like she can teach me how to have that like emaciated look. Mm. Oh <laughs> but I'm always craving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. How about that droopy bench slimer in uh, Ghostbusters leaving a trail everywhere? Okay, well I know Joe would fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Joe right. will You're fuck disgusting. anything Absolutely. disgusting. Absolutely. You really will. I and I love left. fluids. Like I love like the, the any fluid that comes out of man. This game is you enabling really Joe's <laughs> poor behavior. <laughs> is slimer made out of cummies? <laughs> no. No, he's not. Oh my god. It's just cummies. Can you just just say cubbies nonstop for the rest of the hour, please, Tommy. I can't. Stop it. I just can't get the image out of my mind of getting plowed by someone with a smile that big. <laughs> That's actually me when I'm topping. Holy, so, <laughs> I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm really doing it. And whereas I was going to swipe right now that it's been superimposed with you, I have to swipe left. Mm. <laughs> the next one is beloved. <laughs> no, I did first. Of all, I did not put this in the dock, and I will kill whatever MF put it in the dock. But <laughs> beloved, it's my <laughs> Okay, so first of all. Toni Morrison is an ancestor now and she did not ask for this. (laughs) I swipe right. Dennis, she is a baby. Or is it, but she grows No, she grows. She grows into a, she, that's the thing that's so extraordinary about Beloved. She's killed as a baby, but she grows into a fully grown woman and with all her power. I love it. I think it's fabulous. And that (laughs) moment when I, I, listen, I would hit it. (laughs) Or rather, I would let Beloved it hit me <laughs> as a grown woman. I, Dennis, I'm just imagining. Dennis, I would. Wait, wait. I'm imagining like the opening, the opening sequence in Beloved when uh, when Beloved emerges from the waters with her hat and just is gurgling, <laughs> and Dennis is like, "Yes, bitch, work." <laughs> that Ten goes off. Fully, what would happen? <laughs> fully, what would happen? <laughs> Oh, no. All right, Beloved <laughs> is a sexy bitch. Dennis. <laughs> okay, okay. Moving on. The next, the next one is uh, my literal dad, the Night King in Game of Thrones, because oh. he's both fearsome and incredibly fragile. Oh, so <laughs> Tommy, you're swiping right. I gotta swipe right on the gotta Night swipe King. right on Ice Dad. Mm-hmm. Yes. I will have to swipe left because um, he's the opposite of a twink. <laughs> <laughs> Father but time. I, but I love a man who's dead inside, so, you know, it's, it's, a, hard, it's a hard one it's to It's a tough on. one. I'm going to swipe right because I, I didn't know this about myself, but I just realized this morning, if you look back through all of my ex-boyfriends, I apparently love a man with a giant forehead. Oh. <laughs> and this man is all forehead. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Night King is all forehead. Yeah. I would swipe right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, anytime King is in the, the name. Oh. <laughs> I like power. 
Um, the next one is the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> <laughs> the jangly chains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The jangly oh, chains. That is some bondage right I want you right to there. chain me Don't up. You? Oh, Don't you? I almost fell out of my chair. A little bondage? <laughs> a little bondage, Fran? Yeah, actually. Yeah. I yeah. would swipe right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Dennis? I, I, I would swipe right. I love a holiday. All right. So oh speaking of holidays, let's talk about uh, taxes, a.k.a. the ghost of income pass. <laughs> swipe right. Oh swipe left. <laughs> well, I it fucks you. me every year, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> We're all ready a couple. <laughs> I swipe uh, right on the notion of taxes in a fully Marxist state, okay. and I swipe left on my tax money going, going to, to the prison industrial complex mm. and the military mm. industrial complex. Wow, thank you, Joe. You're, <laughs> You're most welcome. Uh, and our final famous ghost. Uh, is the Holy Ghost? That H E A U X, by the way. <laughs> Opinions. The, mo- the most famous ghost of all. <laughs> the most famous ghost of all. I mean, only if we can have a three-way with the Father and the Son. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and that's a four-way. You, the Father, and the oh, Son, right. and the Holy Ghost. How do you know I'm not the Son? Unless you are. I was gonna say, unless you are the Son. How do you not know that I yes. am? You just called yourself Jesus? I am Yahweh. <laughs> Yahweh. Oh, my God. Biblical no three-way. She, no yes. way. She is risen, honey. <laughs> no, yes. no. I like to tell people that the Holy Trinity is the real reason why I spent my childhood in church. Oh. oh. Dennis puts the hoe in Jehovah. Let's oh. <laughs> Witness, boo. Oh, I hate swipe right. Yeah, thanks. We're canceled now. For our next segment, we pull from the mailbag for another penny for your thoughts. Do not take our advice. Do not. repeat, do not. (laughs) What do we got, Fran? Uh, We have a lot, actually, this week. So the first one reads, Dear Thoughts, huge fan, longtime listener here. I've been single for (laughs) I've been single for a little over a year now and have very much enjoyed dating and the hookup scene while it's lasted. I just recently graduated and moved to a new city for a change of scenery. About two months ago, I met a couple for a threesome. Ooh. The sex was incredible. The chemistry was great. The couple was hot as hell. Everything was perfect. I should add that leading up to all of this, all three of us were in a group chat on Snapchat. Whoa. Cannot relate. That's so uh, much commitment. I don't so know. So much it. commitment. I love it. I'm Which, rock hard. But this evolved into an iMessage group chat after our first hookup. Okay, so that is an extra step. That's an yeah, important yeah, yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all talked daily and checked in and it was cute. We've met up again around four times after that. I'm genuinely attracted to both of them and they've recently expressed their interest in me joining the yeah. relationship to become yeah. a thruple. They've been together for five years now and appear to have a super healthy relationship from what I've seen. I told them I needed more time to get to, uh, to, get to know each other better for me to wrap my head around the idea of being in a throuple. Mm. I've asked some friends for advice, but they all always make light of it and turn it into a joke. No, I don't what? think, I'm, and don't think <laughs> we I'm are the wrong people it. to ask for. That. I know, right? <laughs> How would someone make a throuple work when it comes to affection, jealousy, meeting friends and family, and even expenses? Oh my God, expenses! That is like Ooh, it's like instead of dividing it over two, you divide it over three. Level. Ooh, I want to thruple so bad. That's a lot of math. So I think the first thing needs to be addressed, which is that these are not good friends. No, uh, like no. if your friends are being sex shamey about around something that could be new, exciting, potentially healthy, or long term, or, or just an explore a moment yeah. of exploration. Like mm. it is like shitty that your friends would be um kind of uh, shady about it yeah. because that honestly is sex shaming, and it mm. might be internalized homophobic your internalized um you know heteropatriarchal constructs of like what relationship should relationships should look like so yeah yeah, i mean sure it would make like a great like plot line on a sitcom sure and maybe that's like why you're making fun of it but like this is a real thing yeah and throuples work throuples do work honestly i think it might be my ideal relationship would be in a throuple okay so remember like uh, two years ago when like literally every curious straight dude was like hitting me up yes yes this year it's been couples and i've i've been resisting it but thinking about what it is that i'm capable of emotionally and intimacy wise if there were two (laughs) people who were already together Mm -hmm. and i was a third and not expected to be as intimate with either one of them as they are with each other and they live together but maybe i lived at home but we were still kind of in a relationship that seems kind of ideal to me but that's how i'm constructing it in my head threesome so Tommy right so here's the- <laughs> so Tommy just the expression on Tommy's face the thing that literally I think Tommy, left speechless I think the thing that Tommy I'm thinking about with Tommy specifically is that like the reality of a throuple is that if 
two of them were already together yeah. before you joined that the relationship between the two of them is always going to be different mm-hmm. it m- is likely going to be stronger not always the case but sometimes it's just different but like a lot of times you know the the couple is coupled and that makes you kind of a rotating cog in whatever mm-hmm, yep. they're doing at, as their life especially a non-primary especially if you take into account how long they've been together um, yeah. you know there are a lot of situations where and you should communicate this with the couple you're considering joining and say hey I want to know what you expect out of this like Mm -hmm. do you want Mm -hmm. as much commitment out of out of me as you want out of him or am I just kind of like a like a ship passing through and we're going to enjoy it while it lasts you know I mean that's I think you bring up a good thing the primary versus secondary because Mm -hmm. I do think it's a myth that like if you join a couple that for a thruple that like it's going to be maybe less work because they already have each other I think thruples are actually a lot of work because you have an individual relationship with each person Mm -hmm. and then a relationship with everyone together okay you've just talked to me over communicate about everything yeah no I'm sorry but being a secondary partner is a little different right being a secondary partner can be like oh they, they had their their relationship and you can be a little bit more like in when you want and out when you want and I think the thing about throuples and any sort of well any sort of good even two people relationship is just like over communicating is the key yeah. which is why Tommy hates relationships yeah you know if you listen everybody out there if you're a couple and you want like a distant primary I mean distant non-primary like a distant secondary hit me up a tertiary yeah yeah, yeah. That, was, that was actually a really hilarious I feel like for you slip, I'm Tommy. seconding that that sounds great I, to me like yeah. I love being like this kind of non-entity and that might not necessarily be what this email writer is looking for right, so right. you have to be honest with yourself with what you're looking for and make sure that you know if you're going to be emotionally attached to this couple that you communicate that yeah. and that that's clear because I, I would, would just say like based on this conversation that we're having amongst ourselves it's very clear that there are a lot of different models mm-hmm. that this situation can take mm-hmm. and you it's hard to tell from the question how clear you are on what they're looking for versus how clear they are on what you are looking for and so it's all about like you're being very smart to sort of take your time and think about it and consider it and like it's a good idea to open up that circle and maybe find people who have more experience than your current friends do to have conversations with about this. But I think that like taking your time, communicating um, your questions and your concerns with this couple and ask, even talking to them about whether or not they've done this before, because they may have, like you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the things that are going to give you clarity as to what exactly it is that you're looking for and whether or not there is a matchup. Right. Because regardless of other dynamics, like I think even with three people, you all have to be on the, like, it's even more important. They're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. And this is a page that maybe it's going to take a little bit longer for you to sort of read and figure out all mm-hmm. of the, the things that are on it. Right. Yeah. Which is why I think this letter writer should continue to date them before Agreed. labeling as Agreed. a trouble. They've Agreed. only hung yeah. out four times. And this couple has been together five years, yep. which is a very long time. And that makes them either extremely stable and really good at what they do, or they're in a stagnant phase right. yeah. and they're using you yeah, as yep. spice. And mm. you, you know, that might, might not be the case, but you want clarity on that. Yeah. So continue to date them okay. and figure out yeah. what they're yep, looking yep, yep, for. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. This next one is insane. And I had to edit it down uh, like profusely, but this friend and I recently both came out. We met on Tinder, messed around a few times, but ultimately came to the conclusion that we functioned better at f- better as friends and stayed in contact, despite a pretty big geographical separation, because we were both kind of going through the same thing. And it really has been nice to have someone lean on and bounce ideas off of who is in a similar position. My friend called me the other day, and he said he was upset because he broke it off with a guy who he had been talking to, whose praises he'd sung to me on various other occasions. Long story short, they'd only been talking, getting drinks, and not getting naked together. Once they finally did, the other guy broke it off because he quote unquote wasn't uh-huh. wasn't hung enough uh-huh. for him. What? Okay, wait. The le- the, le- the letter goes on. I have to laugh over this because one, I've seen this friend naked, so they've dated before, and I'd categorize him as above average to large. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. But also, I too recently had an encounter where I was finally getting down and dirty with a guy I'd been talking to when I said to him in the throes of passion, "You like that dick, huh?" Oh, I clearly was a very creative, dirty talker. He removed my dick from his mouth, looked up at me, and said very sincerely, well, it's not as big as I imagined. What is going on with the Wait, girls so out there? this is two different people experiencing two different kinds of dick size shame. Wow. What? Uh, Quote, so, and then the, they say, should I be doing better? Sorry. 
Should we be doing better? Can we be doing better? Yes! Is our societal infatuation with big dicks and the inferiority complexes men can develop because they don't have them the reason Donald Trump is our president? Oh, okay, so, well, no! that's like, I mean, kind yes. of an extrapolation. It but... seems cruel and unnecessary. And though I've been taking pains in this email to show them as I've said above, I've also made sure to let you know that my dick size is above average and fine, but definitely not small. Oh, wow. So there's a lot going there is on. So much to un- <laughs> there is, is so lot. much to unpack. This is a lot. Repeat announcement. Despite everything Dennis says on this podcast, <laughs> dick size is not important. And there are so, yep. I mean, it's important to some people, but there, there is so many ways that you can evaluate dick subjectivity outside yeah. of size. There is girth. There is length. There is dick energy. There yeah. are guys with small dicks with big dick energy. Sometimes it's just ergonomically correct. Your, there's, there's your fingers sh- are a dick. There's your shape. forearm is a dick. Yeah. A plastic dick is a dick. Yes, like, exactly. Also, the person. Yeah. Right? yeah. The person Why is a person. Why are we essentializing yeah. dick? Right. You yeah. should be fucking men without dicks. Like, what is yeah. your, like, what is your, di- like, like, we have to take, move the conversation away from dick subjectivity. And we say that with full cognizance of the fact that we have, eva- like, previously on this podcast talked about dicks in that way like it's funny it's fun it creates punchlines for us but like when we want to get real about this situation yeah, we yeah, cannot yeah. evaluate men this way well and it's just I mean you should not be sleeping with anyone who Ever. says things like this to you in sex unless like I actually um, you know in the little BDSM heart of hearts that I have right. like it's it can be really hot to do like role plays where you're like right. oh that dick is never gonna satisfy me blah 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 blah, yeah. blah. But, into a, that, yeah. but in a way where everyone knows it's sort of like the double layers of irony where mm-hmm. everyone knows that that's not the case and like you know it's it's sort of a kink mm-hmm. but this this sort of earnest hookup with someone and them telling you that they are not satisfied with your dick during the hookup get the fuck out of that hookup immediately yeah. that is a, that is hor- that's a trash person. What, what a horrendous thing to do. You know, and like they can, I feel like, what? why did they need to say that to you in that moment? You know what I mean? Like get a group chat, kiki with your friends later. But like yeah. in the moment, that's just such a shitty thing to do to a person. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Yeah. It so almost is, it just is like a, a power move in the sex, you know? Yeah. And it just is a very odd way to treat another human being. And yes, we can do better. Like we need to do better. We can do better. There are many of us out there trying to do better. Like, you know, I, I have never met a dick I didn't love. Every mm. dick has something different about <laughs> it to love. That's know? not true Any, for me, but it didn't have anything to do with size. Yeah, so. it, had to do with, it had to do with the person it was attached to. Performance. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, no. In my case, I mean, we're also insecure about everything. Like, I used to be so insecure about coming too fast, mm-hmm. and like now, when I top with someone I don't know, I'm insecure about being the right type of hard. Mm. And it's just we have so many ways of getting in our own way yeah. with sex, and yeah. and you know, I think being with people who make you not feel that yeah. way is so Life important. Is too Michelle. short to be self-conscious about your biology, mm. about about the about the ways that your body comes across to someone else. Yeah. Just yeah. yeah. And mo- I don't know, in my experience I feel like more people than like like a lot of people talk a big game. I talk a big game, but like I don't actually care about how big anyone's dick is. Oh, I really don't. don't. Lie. No, I I really actually don't. Like, I, you, I mean, we do a lot of this for the punchline. We yes. do a lot of it for the punchlines and it's funny, but um, you know, more often than not, most people will just be satisfied with you because of because of you, because of what you do and because of who you are. And people who are like caught up on things that you can't control and things that are varietals, dick sizes are varietals. They come in all different shapes and sizes yeah. and colors. Like you can't control how that's going to be. And no matter what, there's something there that that a person can work with. So I just sort of feel like like what I can't imagine what would drive someone to actually say that in that moment, and they are trash, and you should like leave. Agreed, and I, I mean, I, it's it's so it's I don't know shaming. where it like where it gets rooted from. I don't know if it's like a porn thing. I don't know if it's a hookup site thing. But recently, I was hooking up with somebody who was like very tall, and, and we were like you know doing the dirty talk, and he was like, I mean, just so you know, I don't have a big dick, and I was like, where did you think that's what mm-hmm. I wanted? Right, like right, yeah. it was right, just, right, right. and that to me was really unsexy. But it was just like, where where did the, where but, is this? Where are we getting this information but from? Look, look, I I you know we've been talking about how this letter writer needs to 
to put themselves in healthier situations. But look at what this letter writer is doing. You know, it's, it's sort of that thing that hets do where they whenever they say something, they're like, no homo, you know, yeah. no homo. This this letter writer is like, I my dick is above average. My dick is above normal. Like this right. person has internalized so much shit. Yeah. That even in asking us this question about they had about to justify. Being, they had to say, well, but not me, but not me. My dick is normal. And that is a yeah. thing that we need to like Move you can practice. From... Mm-hmm being kind to other people mm-hmm. by starting to be kinder to Absolutely. yourself. That's where Absolutely. And, That's where it and, and you can't expect other people to treat your dick with respect if you're not treating your dick and other people's dicks with respect. That's so, true. you know, I think that this letter this letter writer sort of is doing the cultural thing mm-hmm. that they're trying to get us to talk about. And that is and they've with, acknowledged your, it. with yourself is a good place to start undoing that culture yeah. of dick sizeism. This message comes from iHeartRadio sponsor Mercury Insurance. If you're looking to save some money, you should really think about getting a quote from Mercury, because Californians save an average of $677 with Mercury. It's quick and easy, and in just a few minutes, you might find you could save a lot of money on your auto and home insurance. Plus, Mercury was named one of America's best insurance companies by Insure.com four years in a row. Low rates, big discounts, great insurance. Go to MercuryInsurance.com today to get a quote. It's crazy how much we have to pay for outdated, impersonal health care, and even crazier that we all just accept it. It's time to face facts. Healthcare is backwards. Luckily, there's Forward, a new approach to primary care that's surprisingly personal and refreshingly straightforward. Forward never makes you feel like just another patient. Backed by top-rated doctors and the latest tech, Forward gives you access to personalized care whenever you need it. Using in-depth genetic analysis and real-time blood work, Forward's top-rated doctors provide you with in-depth insights to better understand your genetics, mental, and physical health. They then create custom, easy-to-understand plans to help guide you to achieving long-term health. With Forward, you get unlimited in-person visits with your doctor and access to care anytime via the Forward app, all for one flat monthly fee. It's time to stop accepting backwards health care and start moving your health forward. Visit GoForward.com today to learn more. That's GoForward.com. Mmm. It's time that we got to the meat of our discussion, the thought process spelled T-H-O-T. T-H-O-T. And this week, uh, Dennis is going to lead us into the meat. Yes. <laughs> if there's anything that I love to do, it's to lead people into the meat. So, all right, guys. I just want to, like, take a minute, listen to this. And we're going to get there. You're in a relationship. Suddenly, and maybe without any warning at all, your partner seems to have disappeared. Oh. No calls, oh. no text messages, oh. no connection made on social media, no responses to any of your messages. Odds are your partner hasn't unexpectedly left town because of a family emergency. Odds are they aren't lying dead in a ditch somewhere, but rather... <laughs> has simply ended the relationship without bothering to explain or even let you know. You've been ghosted. Now, each of us sitting at this table has a relationship to ghosting. Mm. Each of us has either ghosted or been ghosted. And while I'm framing this conversation for this moment in the context of a romantic relationship, ghosting also extends beyond romantic True. relationships. True. True. Right? It happens in professional situations. It happens in friendships. It happens all over the world. Um, it happens all over the world. <laughs> oh, my God. This it's is really a global phenomenon, y'all. This is a global phenomenon. It's a global phenomenon. People all over the world. <laughs> Join hands. Start a ghost, ghost train. Ghost train. <laughs> I love this also. This beautiful narrative you painted, Dennis. And Joe was like, how dare you plagiarize my diary? And, and then Tom, Meanwhile, Tommy's like, how do you write about me ghosting on someone without my consent? Well, that's the perfect transition because the question that I want to start by asking our thoughts is, can we recount in our lives a time when we have either been egregiously ghosted or have egregiously ghosted someone? And what was behind it? Egregious. Tommy says ghosting is never egregious. (laughs) Ghosting is fully Tommy's sexuality. I give people enough advance warning that if you're surprised by the fact that I'm not talking to you anymore, I don't think you've been listening. (laughs) You don't know me at all. They at least have not been listening to the podcast. (laughs) That's true. My sexuality is people not listening to this podcast that I'm dating. (laughs) Well, I mean, I try to be like, that was for the punchline, but 
honestly, I tried to be as intentional with people as possible so that when I'm not talking to them anymore, they understand that it's the culmination of of, of that is that that that's the, the the thing is over that we're done um mostly because i don't know it's like i get these people a lot of times who it's just i will f- something happened earlier this year for example like tell you tell me if you consider this ghosting where i had we'd been talking we've been hanging out and i was like look it's not really working out anymore like da da da, da. and then a week later they start texting me again and I'm like, oh, is this okay? And I'm like, I'm actually not. I would prefer not to. And like, I want an explanation. And I was like, I explained it to you last week. And then they continued to talk. And then I just stopped talking. Is that ghosting? Mm, I don't mm. know. If someone's trying to muscle you back into the relationship, yeah. I don't yeah, know. There's, I think yeah. like ghosting can be a spectrum as well. I mean, I, I personally have never been ghosted on. Wow. <laughs> okay, Fred. That's All not, right. That's I'm okay. need more that's information. A that's a mood. I just have never, and I mean, you know, that doesn't mean that I've never had relationships that didn't work out, but like, I'm someone where like, if it's starting to end, I'll just end it. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I will put you out of your misery by doing the work for you. If you're too lazy or too scared <laughs> to do it, like, I will do that for you. Or if someone is, you know, just too tepid, I will cut it off. Right? Mm-hmm. And I will mm-hmm. make sure that there is a very nice, tight ending to the thing that we had. Yeah. I had someone who gave me advice years ago um, in terms of, like, how I how you manage your personal relationships and thinking about it as loose ends, as, mm-hmm. like, frayed mm-hmm. ends on a carpet. And if you are going through life and you have all these people that are looking for time with you but you're not reciprocating because you are not clear with them about what it is you're looking for in a relationship or what it is that you don't want from them um, then you have all these loose ends all these frayed ends and you should be thinking about burning them off about like tying the loose ends about doing what you can to make sure that you know the chaos of that is not looming over your everyday so Mm -hmm. I'm a Pisces and I love chaos yeah (laughs) Um, but I I will say I've spent a lot of my life in my 20s being really afraid of hurting people and Mm -hmm. so therefore Mm -hmm. not wanting to say hurtful things to people but one thing therapy in my 30s has taught me is that uh, it is actually way more hurtful to not say the hurtful thing yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To sort of hold the thing in and not say it, but then sort of put this person in a limbo space where they're actually reaching out to you and not having their needs met, but they don't necessarily know why. So, like, I'm working very hard on, like, if I'm dating someone and I don't want to proceed, just telling them, hey, this isn't working for me, which is yeah. really, really, really hard it's for hard. me. It's hard. It's so it's hard. Scary. Um, but I, I will say, you know, I did a Paris the Thought way back in season one on a person who I really, really, really liked who ghosted me um, and then tried to come back into my life as soon as they were single again. They were like, I don't want a relationship. And then three weeks later, they were in a relationship, just not with me. Mm. And then six months later, they hit me up at like midnight on a Friday being like, hey, do you yeah. want to hang out? And I was like, oh, they're single. That's trash. And they were single. Trash. And, you know, that person and I are actually Actually really good friends now but we just weren't compatible in terms of relationships but the other thing I'll say is that I went out on a date with someone recently uh, and it was a first date and you know this person was sort of like an educator and seemed really smart uh, it was a little older than me which I you know I love very much in my age range uh, and it seemed like everything that I would want for you know sort of relationship material but like when we were hanging out he was just talking about how he only dates younger guys and there wasn't really this like uh, connection and you know after that first date we just neither of us got in touch mm-hmm. and yeah. so mm-hmm. that that felt actually really nice like we it was one date we didn't have to have a conversation you know we clearly were not a match neither of us thought we were a match so it just felt it just petered off love that, that. Yeah. love it yeah. love it love the mutual like dispersal see and I, there's i can't do that i don't know why one like, date? I, no i just need to have like a thank you for this date I hope I wish you well. Like I want to be I want you to want have clarity. The, the clear mm-hmm. communication that like this is not a thing that I'm looking for anymore. I feel like there's something really valuable about that though, because it's sort of just like like you can sort of move forward and say, like, I'm in the clear because I have stated this this that this is ending clearly. I had an awkward moment. Well, okay. So New York City for me the last three weeks has like just been a parade of exes. Like I just keep running into Hate these when men that, that I like. That is I, it a retrograde? What's going on? Right. I think I think out, it is out of something. Something is happening. But so a couple of weeks ago, I, I like went to a Cory Booker fundraiser oh! um, <laughs> to meet Rosario Dawson. <laughs> um, no, listen. I wanted to be a political mistress. Okay. Oh, <laughs> um, oh and afterward, I went to boxers with a really good friend of mine, and I went up to the bar to get us a second round of drinks 
And as I walked past, I saw, um, I walked right past a man that I had gone on one sort of like epic, ridiculous date on years ago in like 2012. He's actually, he's the person I was with when I found out that Whitney Houston had passed away. Like when that news came out, I was with him on this date. It was wild. Anyway, I ghosted on him because I didn't know what else to do. I felt like it was a lot easier. It was just easier to like not confront the situation. I'm quite sure that had I just texted him and said, hey, you know, like I'm still in graduate school I actually like don't really have the energy to date or I'm just not feeling it like whatever I'm sure he would have been fine but 26 year old me was way too like conflict averse to even like have that Mm -hmm. conversation and Mm -hmm. I ghosted and I felt bad because he texted me he followed up for a few I think a few weeks before he like finally got the point um but I just remembered seeing him and he knew who I was like he identified me like I I feel like I look pretty different but he was like he knew who I was and we made eye contact and and I just like felt so guilty and I should have gone up to him and been like I'm sorry that wasn't cool but but I didn't mm, I didn't but I mean that maybe that's effort that you didn't want to do then and effort that you don't want to do now yeah I mean somebody, that's true I mean it's like Copy. first date I mean how how much do you owe yeah, somebody based the on the time you spent with them mm-hmm. right yeah. and and how much was maybe the build up or like how how much um how much energy went into getting together in the first place I mean you might think that if it was a lot of effort that you want something out of it that mirrors that's the right. effort that you put into it so you want yeah. an explanation you want something else if if it was happenstance, if it was a first date, if it was a hookup, and it's like maybe, maybe it's not worth your not. I don't know. Maybe it's not worth your like the depletion of your energy. If it if it depletes your energy somewhat to mm-hmm. to to try to follow up or something. I well, I love this conversation of Owens's and obligations. But before we dive into that, I want to bring back this person that we brought up the last time we talked about ghosting on the podcast. Um, Esther Perel is a woman who has a, re- a relationship expert who has a, a body of work around ghosting and the fact that ghosting is a spectrum. Mm-hmm. But something that she said that I thought was really beautiful about like why we ghost or why we create what y'all have hinted at which is kind of a prolonged ambiguity, Mm -hmm. um, a a prolonged breakup, so to speak, is that we're too afraid to be alone. Mm -hmm. And we are unwilling to fully engage in intimacy building um, with a holding pattern that kind of affirms the undefined nature of this ghosting situation. So what she's referring to really is kind of the benching that happens. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's like, like, are you there? Are you not? Um, Which has, you know, the comfort of consistency, but the freedom of blurred lines in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I think gay men specifically are so, like, they do it so fucking much. And it's gross because we, the blurred lines between are we going to fuck or are we going to be friends is even murkier. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Where that, where that, you know, with um, heterosexual couples, like that's not mm-hmm. as much of a, of a problem. Um, and I just feel like, you know, we want to have our cake and eat it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to it, like you, you owe it to someone to be a decent person. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But not when you take it to an abusive level or an abusive well, insistence on their time. And in could a part of it have to do with the fact that, like, in a heterosexual, this prolonged ambiguity, this ghosting, whatever, um, that that in a hetero, in, in a typical heterosexual relationship, there is an urgency to get together because there is an expectation of having, a like, couplet. a biological mm-hmm. family, right? Right. And that, like, maybe with queers, there's not that isn't that isn't that isn't so urgent so Mm -hmm. the 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 need to couple up is kind of dispersed a little bit well and it's also i mean i definitely identify with the the fear of being alone and sort of benching people for that reason but like i definitely want to be coupled and i hate being alone and i think you know it's fine when you're single to want to have friends with benefits or fuck buddies or people who you consistently text but like again as i moved into my 30s i'm just i communicate that to those people i give Mm -hmm. them the choice like here is what like I don't think we're good as boyfriends Mm -hmm. so like here are the things that I think we can do we can like text and go on dates and fuck and like kind of have this thing where we are acting sort of intimately with one another but we both know what the confines of that relationship are and I think that's that's been very healthy for me and then you know we know we're both looking for something more with other Mm -hmm. people but it kind of defines things and then you do sort of build intimacy and then you do kind of owe them something you know when you get in a relationship you sort of do owe them that 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 conversation. I, I'm glad we're doing this because I kind of changed my mind about the whole thing. Oh, honestly, oh yeah. God. As we were like, doing, and her heart grew three <laughs> sizes that day. But kind of as we were doing research, and I was thinking about the word, and I was thinking about the implication. I mean, I, typically I thought ghost. Okay, that's a person who's not there anymore. But when I thought more about what is the what is the implication of a ghost? There is like something unresolved. That's why right. the ghost mm-hmm. stays in this plane, right? Uh, and then right, I felt right, right. bad, and I was like, I, just because things aren't 
aren't not necessarily unresolved for me doesn't mean it's unresolved for the other person. Right. right. This this um this summer I had a reading in West Hollywood um, that was like through the Lambda Literary Foundation. It was like some people who were finalists for the Lammies this year. One of them was a comic artist named um, Steve McIsaac, and he writes these queer comics. And in one of them, it was like it's it was excruciating because it was like a dude who had like been hooking up with a guy for a little while who identified as straight and was married, um, uh-huh. and then I, I think at a certain point he had said I love you or something like that and the guy kind of freaked out and the entire comic is is this this is the main character texting this guy being like hey I'm sorry I said that I didn't mean like da 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 talks me back then a day passes by hey I didn't hear from you maybe you were at work I don't know what's going on like you know get back at me and then it's like a a day later it's like man fuck you get back to me I hate you like why won't you talk to me what's going on and then like a day later being like sorry I overreact so it's like the entire comic is like the text messages as he's sending the other man as the other man has ghosted him wow it's excruciating, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. but so well done. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, you know, I think that the, the real question is, like, what do we owe and to whom? But I've definitely had people, um, you know, sort of, I'm, I, I feel like I owe everything to everyone all the time. But, like, there, it is also a thing when people don't, like, have reasonable expectations of, of us. Mm. You know, I definitely, I have this memory of being in my 20s. And I don't really take people home from bars all the time. Because usually, like, when I'm done at a bar, I just want to go to sleep. I don't want to hook up. Oh, but, same. There have, but there had been this guy who I had seen out at the same party every week uh, for a few months. And we had chatted. And he was really, really cute. And I, like, I finally was like, you know, we had talked over the course of several months. And I was like, yeah, yeah, let's go home together and we go home and have a really nice hookup that is like face and hand stuff uh love it love it love it and we both come and then i kind of go home i don't stay over but he texted Mm -hmm. me the next day being like hey what are you doing tonight and i was like oh you know i have a work thing and this and that he's like well i would just expect that like my boyfriend would like make more time for me whoa you know wow and it was just like it was so out of out like out of proportion yeah, uh, and I didn't ghost him. I was just like, that is like really way beyond. And for somebody to do that to you, I know. <laughs> wow. But, like, but that's the thing. So I think that you know, expectation is Ugh. so important for how we communicate and how we both attach mm-hmm. to to someone and how we healthfully detach mm-hmm. or pull back. Esther Perel yeah. calls it power parting. <laughs> power it. parting? Yes. Oh, that's why I hate it. <laughs> a, an extremely conscious uncoupling. <laughs> was, I was just going to say, I, I feel so gooped about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have, have you ever been ghosted like by other things, by friend things or yes. by work things? or One of my best friends ghosted me. Whoa, what happened? Um, that's basically, what? it was, it was, it I mean, was give us the, messed yes. up. The, the it was Lib- Libra nonsense. So I was friends with him <laughs> And Libra, and not Libra. So funny. I was friends with him and and another person who I'm still good friends with this to this day. Um, and they had a friend breakup, but I stayed friends with both of them. And yeah. I was originally friends with person number one. Person number one was angry that I stayed friends with person number two. Never talked to me about it. Mm. Never said they were mad at me. Mm. And then just said, oh, we're not friends anymore. But I didn't know. I didn't get the memo. So like nine months later, when I RSVP'd yes to a thing on Facebook by another mutual friend, he sent me this email being like, how dare you? You know we're not friends anymore. How dare you to come and to this birthday? Like, I and I, and I was literally like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm. And we have been friends for years. And it actually is one of the most hurtful things in terms of friendship and that I've and so this person and I had dinner and we sat down and I was like look I literally didn't know you were mad at me mm-hmm. you know he was like you must have noticed that I like stopped talking to you and I was like yeah I was upset about it but like I, I literally didn't know and our friendship never recovered from that and I miss this person a lot actually mm. it sucked mm. I, that- and yeah and I just for me I mean I feel like I'm just saying it over and over again but like I, that can just be avoided by clear communication. Totally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just say, like, thank you for what we've experienced together. Like, uh, this is what I take away from you. This is what you can take away from me. And mm. like, this is what I wish for you in the future. Like, yeah. goodbye. I definitely would have fought for the relationship because right. he was important to me. Um, but even if that fight for the relationship had failed at least i would have known the confine and then i kept like making him more and more mad at me because i didn't know that he was mad at me and i kept doing things that were bothering him right mm-hmm. so like he could have also established clear boundaries of what he expected from me as a former friend and mm-hmm. i would have honestly tried to respect those boundaries right. yeah, but like I, I just had no idea what was even happening. as someone who's been on the other end who was just like absolutely done with a person and they were like 
insisting, 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 like trying so hard to keep yeah. it ba- like together. I was just like, no, like we are both disappointing each other. Oh, mm. heartbreaking. But I think it is but certain- it's worth it to fight so long as you're not stepping over boundaries. No, yeah, clearly. Yeah, that's yeah, super yeah, important. Yeah. I think the thing that also feels so hurtful about that scenario, Joe, is that I feel like when we think about like our like it's 2019 a lot of us especially i feel like queer people especially people in new york we live and by that idea but we live and die by that idea that like you know partners come and go but friendships For like sure. are forever they last forever friendships are family chosen family all of those things are big parts of our lives especially as queer folk and i feel like part of the virtue of that is the idea that in those relationships we 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 want to feel like we have the space to say whatever we need to say. Mm. Even, like, we may not always feel that in a partnership, especially if it's a budding partnership. Um, you know, if you're in, you know, or like a dating situation, <laughs> not right? Me, I say everything all the time. <laughs> you are a Pisces, but for the rest of us, um, for the rest of us normal folk, we feel that way. And so I just find that's normal like really... <laughs> I kid, I kid. Um, so that's like a, that's like a sort of specifically hurtful thing because that's supposed to be a space yeah. where, especially if it's been a friendship that you've had for many, years. many years. I was wondering if there's one thing that we could do for people who are maybe like let's let's say that we're a- openly discouraging ghosting other people, mm-hmm. and let's say you get a text message from somebody after a date or after a couple of dates, and they say something along the lines of like. It was great to see you. I can't wait to see you again or expressing some kind of positivity. How do you let them down without ghosting? So I have one practical thing that I really do to care for myself when someone has ghosted me. I just like the way my brain works is like if I see someone at the top of my text messages, I'm going to be thinking about them. And if I don't see someone at the top of my text messages, like I think about them way less. So I just archive. I swipe left and I delete or archive. I mute them on Instagram and I just sort of let it fall out of my brain. And like Mm. for me, that's one really practical thing that I can do to care for myself when uh, I have had expectations of someone and they've failed to live up to them. I love archiving I like emails before reading them. <laughs> so I was thinking maybe one thing that we could do for people if we're agreeing to openly discourage ghosting in the future mm-hmm. and something that we can also tell ourselves that let's say you go on a date with somebody, a couple dates with somebody, and there is maybe an, um, an expression of positivity by them in you moving forward in your relationship and you're not necessarily feeling like you want to. Like they say something like... Uh, you know, sweet dreams. How's it going? Like, this is, can't wait to see you again. Like, da 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 da. How could we let somebody down? You know, I have a templated mm. text message yes! that you can, of course, you do fill, fill in the Mad Libs. It's just kind of like, thank you. Like, I, I just want to say, like, I super enjoyed our time together. Like, thank you for this. Is like the experience that I had. Like, these are the things that I liked. This is what I take away. If it was a long relationship, it should be like, this is what I took away from this. This is something that maybe that I would want you to take away from this. And this is like what I wish for you in the future. And you can have bigger versions of that um, in conversation form with longer term partners. Or if it's like someone you went on literally one date with, it's a three sentence text message. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? A four sentence text message that's just like, hey, thank you for everything. Enjoyed this. Did not enjoy this. Goodbye. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's pretty reasonable. I <laughs> I do something similar. I, I do tend to feel like once it's gotten to a certain point, I would want to have that conversation in person. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe after, for me, it's, like, maybe after four or five dates. Like, if it's, if it's then I probably would have that conversation in person. But it's the same kind of thing. Um, the hardest part for me is if I fully tell the truth or if I like make up a little fib. But the thing is you should you should tell the truth yes. that they can yes, be better at their on their next date. So if they said something racist on your first oh, date, well, yes. you oh, should well, yes. say that in your departure text message. You say, you know what? Love the chatter. I would love for you to take away from this experience the fact that you called me a whatever. You know what I mean? Oh. Like and like yeah, I wish true. you the best. Like you they have to be cognizant of that. Otherwise that's they're true. just gonna go and hurt someone else. Well it's and it definitely depends on if you recognize that there's a deficiency in there. Like if they're yeah. racist, for example. Yeah. Or if it's just a compatibility issue. But or if it's just like we want different things. And then you know, racism was also an extreme example. It could yeah. be like you were fifteen minutes late. Uh, you know what mm-hmm. I mean which is like and that is like a big turnoff for me or like obviously not 15 minutes but like if they're 30 it's over like I will not so, go on a second date with you I mean you. definitely for me I like that is not oh how 30 I would, minutes late yeah. either they were 30 years old I was frowned slap the taste that <laughs> I said 15 minutes late I definitely would not want like that's not that w- I wouldn't feel held or um, cared for by that type of a, a, a text um, why would, not because they're telling you something that you can be better for on your next 
I I guess I just um, that is not helpful to me um, uh, like um, emotionally like I I get that from friends and like if we've had a more long term thing then like I would like some constructive feedback <laughs> but like from a first date uh, I I'm I'm really not looking for that and I would actually be like hurt. If someone like I, I all the, right. after the first date, I just need a text being like, hey, you know, I just I, I don't want to hang out again. Just like very simple. I mean, you know, I would feel held maybe by someone saying, oh, I, you know, I felt like I learned this from our time together or that. But like the constructive criticism, I really. Right. But like when you're shitty yeah, on a I date, would... you don't want to hear that you were shitty on a date. But like I like when you're shitty, you, you should like someone should call it out. That's how I feel. I don't know. I just think I wonder again, like what what we owe one another. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. also like who who do we owe criticism to and for me unless like we have mutual trust and stuff like that like I don't necessarily particularly when I'm being rejected when I'm being rejected on top of that I don't need to hear like your armpits were smelly or I don't like how sweaty you were but that's not what I'm talking about that's not being shitty on a date that's just being yourself yeah I mean (laughs) but like but like me being myself to someone could be the thing that's shitty about me right? right you know so it's also like you know people the other people are shitty. And so they might think that like me having pit stains because it's summer, it, they found disgusting yeah. and that's what they found shitty about our date. And I don't want to... No, I'm talking about it, shitty behavior. Yeah, yeah I guess yeah. It, and it's also just in terms of what you need because honestly, I, all I really need, all I, all I really need to so just out, you out there in Radio Land, if this happens in the future... I wasn't feeling it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. For me, like, that's I, what I wasn't I feeling it. And yeah. a lot of times, I don't know, for me, if it's early, if it's one, after a first or second date, that's kind of the truth. Like, I don't have a specific issue necessarily. Yeah. I just wasn't feeling it. Mmm. I'm feeling like I'm full. But I could fit one more thing inside of me. Dennis knows how oh. I feel. This week, I'm going to lead the dessert. Because oh, um, I'm in a particular mood right now because I've only, I'm I'm basically on a fast because I'm bottoming tonight. And I really uh. resent that. And I barely ate anything yesterday because unlike Dennis, who apparently Dennis knows Dennis' body, I am supremely alienated from mine. <laughs> I don't know anything about what I'm feeling inside. Um, and so, like, is bottoming feels like such a chore. I mean, I like it in theory because I would prefer to be held than to hold. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like I'm not an imperialist so I've never had the desire to insert myself inside of somebody else that's just oh not what I want to do what if they want it um, though what if they're like that's something that they want nope. <laughs> that's nope. we're not compatible with Put each other inside of me. But, you know maybe that would be I just it's never been my instinct to insert myself <laughs> inside of somebody else I'm, I feel like most people are fine without me inside of them <laughs> and on the other way around yeah like it, it is like you, whatever it could be fun or sexy I guess I want it more than the other thing but like it is still such a chore so this week my dessert is face and hand stuff you know what I'm talking <laughs> about I mean a hand job is a job it isn't always that convenient but watching some one of my favorite things is yeah. watching somebody come from a oh hand job God. it might take a little while it might take a little work but that's <laughs> work I'm dirt. actually willing to do yeah. wow. watching their face surrender to my might <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I love giving head I just love giving head I love it I love it I feel powerful I feel like I'm the one in charge of the pleasure you know what I mean and I know that I'm good at my job and I again like I said on this show I don't have a gag reflex unless Joe was talking about some gross shit so (laughs) (laughs) tummies in your tummies (laughs) I would enjoy some cummy 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 I got cummy my tummy yes um, giving a hand job with your mouth yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah you know what I mean jiggling the balls a little bit and I just feel (laughs) like in this watching you know like like rise up as if like a, a vampire from the crypt to be like you know like fun love it love it love it love it what are your opinion on face and hands I mean stuff? you know mm. me I love I love the heges and beeges <laughs> they're, they're, they're I'm a fan um, I'm more so receiving than giving however <laughs> I can be very giving when I want to be if you've earned it <laughs> if you've earned it I, I like definitely, that I mean you know I um I've started dating someone and I think the thing about seeing someone many times a week is that like it can be nice and like it's really great when you feel like a sexual desire toward that person every time you see them but like sometimes just getting plowed out and having sex for an hour is not what you want and need we mm-hmm. all work we're tired yeah and just like I love putting this person's dick in my mouth until I swallow their cum mm-hmm. and then it's just like 
six and a half minutes and we can go to sleep. Yes. Oh my God. I love that. It, I stand that. You know, six so and a half minutes is the sweet spot. It's perfect. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It yeah. is exactly perfect. It's the, like two pop songs. Yeah, the thoughting hour. It is a thought minute. A thought minute is six minutes. I love giving blowjobs. I like to think of them as my ministry. My community service. That said, I hate with a passion giving hand jobs. Oh. I find them to be so boring to do. And I and I feel the same way about receiving on both. Mm. Actually, no, I don't care about receiving blowjobs either. I to be honest, I don't it doesn't do much for me, but I love giving them. But hand jobs, I find <laughs> Tommy is no. fully hand jobbing the air in the studio <laughs> I, right now. If I'm giving a hand job within 30 seconds, all I want is to put my mouth on it. Like I just it's just you know, I don't I just don't I don't know. I can relate to I that, Dennis. I, I can relate to that. I, my I, arm gets tired. One of my favorite things things that I watched last year was this scene in The Favorite where Emma Stone is oh giving my God, that yeah. guy a hand job, but not looking at him or making eye contact, mm. just staring off and plotting revenge. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is truly, it is so, it was just a sublime. Like, mm. I was just, that, that is me. me. Yeah. Uh, that is how I feel when I give hand jobs. Yeah, yeah. it can be egregiously long at times. Yeah. And but then you just your little forearm gets uh, uh, tired and you know but that's why I work out now so yeah wow you're just (laughs) ripping through that (laughs) the thing about hand jobs is that you know we all I feel like we can jerk our own dicks better than someone can do it for us Mm -hmm. but I will say for me I can only come from hand jobs with people who I really 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 am connected to and then it's like either it's like giving them it's like me coming fully under their control it's sort of letting go in a trusting way that doesn't just happen with anyone and so it feels actually so deeply connected mm. and I feel that way both on both ends of it that like if someone lets me jerk them until they come I feel like this person has really trusted yeah, me I love it. with something love and it. so mm. for that reason also yes yeah, and I gotta say right. that, that, that um, just remember that initially it's um, technique and then it becomes consistency Consistency is mm. so important, both right. with the hand and the mouth. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yep, 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 yep. You got it. Totally true. Mm. Oh, totally true. Spreading the gospel of the heebs and jeebs. Heejas right. and beejas. <laughs> Damn it. Damn we'll it. cut it. We'll cut it. <laughs> this episode of Food for Thought is made possible by the generous, unequivocal support of Rose and our new home at iHeartRadio. Our producer never met a beer shot special she didn't like, <laughs> Alexandra De Palma. Oh Our social media manager puts the bottom in bottom line, Christina Tucker. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, and re- review us on iTunes, or we throw out all of Teebs' white claws. No! <laughs> no. Yes, yes, please, yes, please, 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 get rid of that fucking white uh, I'm Tommy no Teebs Pico at Hey Teebs, H-E-Y-T-E-B-S on all relevant social media. I'm Dennis Norris the second, and you can find me on Twitter at Booker T. Foddington. Oh, God. No, no, no. no. You have to change it, Dennis. No, (laughs) No. I'm Fran. You can find me at Fran Squish Co. on all social media. And I'm Joseph Osmondson. You can find me at www.josephosmondson.com. Find us collectively on Instagram as Gay Sluts Who Read, and join us on Facebook and Twitter at Food for Thought Pod, where each week we pin some questions at the top of our page to continue the discussion of this week's main topic. Sign up for our newsletter to see a list of everything we're reading and some extra delectable content at foodforthoughtpodcast.com and finally send your questions thoughts concerns and dick pics to thoughts at foodforthoughtpodcast.com as always that's food the number four and thoughts spelled how t-h-o-t thank you for listening see you next week Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 